open this meeting as we read from the book of Psalm 24 with an uplifted right hand. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Salah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors. That the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. The great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Uh, opening hymn. <laughs> 
just want us to begin to pray and just ask God to take us back to that heart of worship. The time that you can worship for hours and, and not look at the time. Let God take you back to that place. Amen. Lord, take us back to that place, oh God, to that secret place of worship. To that place of communion, oh God. Oh Lord Jesus, take us to that place. speaking about the Holy Spirit in this song he is the one who can take us to the very place that the father had promised Jesus said when he the spirit of truth shall come he will guide you into all truth he will take from what is mine and he will make it known unto you and he says all the father has is mine Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' holy name, we are worshipped. Welcome, someone beside you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know the children? that are 11 plus I hope they do not leave this auditorium so I don't know what your arrangements are any child that is above from 11 above will always remain under my teaching I think we may lower their age to 9 from 9 above because they are more matured those kids are 9 above they remember things more than some adults and they have profound understanding and insight. Except if there is anyone at nine. Yesterday we had uh, Professor Mephidon. His son passed A-level math at nine. He taught him. And the boy passed A-level mathematics at nine. If a nine-year-old can pass A-level mathematics, we start with distinction. 
then I think we would do it, we'll be doing ourselves not good if our children from nine are not in the adult meeting. Amen. Time is running out. We have just finished the Holy Ghost Convention, which I told you is not finished, but it's continuing. We are continuing the Holy Ghost Convention because Jesus Christ, when he was going, we all have seen in the scriptures and we agree that Jesus said, when I go, the Comforter will come. And we looked in the convention at the book of Acts, you know, chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, and we read in the sermon of Peter, first sermon of this present age Pentecostal church, or not Pentecostal church, but the global church, that in the first sermon, Peter cited the book, the prophecy of Joel. He says this is to fulfill what God said through Joel. And so we recognize now that looking at that during our convention and looking at what Jesus said, that when I go, he said, I have many things to say to you now that you can bear. But when I go, I will send you the comforter. And the comforter will, he will, you know, lead you, guide you to the truth. He will teach you all things. And I told you something about Christians. Many Christians do not understand the Holy Spirit. And because of that, many Christians are not able to manifest the gifts of, and the power of God. So during the convention, I taught you about the entrance into the power of God. The entrance into the power of God. Remember, the entrance into the power of God is the love for Christ, isn't it? Come on now, let's speak together so I will refresh our memory. It's love for Jesus because Jesus said it in John 14, 21. Whoever has my command and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. Yes? Then it says, he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And then it says, and I too will love him and show myself to him. I was saying in a new cross just before I came now that, I want every one of you to see Jesus while you are still alive. If you are a Christian, it is your right to see Jesus. But you must know this, so that you can seek after it, and He will see you. But there is a condition to it, you know. Some of us live some lives that we were told to live, and some of us live some lives that we think we should live. But Jesus said, no, you should live the life that He commanded you to live. And that's what makes difference. Well, if you say you are a Christian, you know, I'm talking now to the global world, and you go to church, it will be strange for you not to manifest what Jesus said. Isn't it? It's like somebody who said that, so I'm a lawyer, I've been to law school, and ordinary affidavit he cannot fill. So you have to be asking help from those who are not lawyers, what is the meaning of affidavit? How is it constructed? But he is a qualified lawyer. So it means that his qualification is questionable. You, as children of God, Jesus said he will reveal himself. He will show, I will show myself. And then, 
In John 14, 23, he says, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. So for the first of God commands, and now his teaching. He says he will obey my teaching. My father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. That is interesting. I think if, if there's anything Christians should be looking for, it's just checking your love life. Do you obey his commands? Do you know even his teachings? Talk less obeying them. So you may know the story of Abraham, of Noah, of Elijah, Elisha, of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and all these stories. But if you don't know what Jesus taught, you are, you are yet to be a real Christian. Because I think it's in the book of John chapter 8 from verse 30. Let's look at that very quickly. That just flashed in my mind now. Shall we just look at it quick, please? Uh, uh, chapter 8, verse 31. Look at 31. Shall we read this together, please? To the Jews. Excuse me. How many disciples of Jesus are here? Then hold to his teaching. That is what proves that you are his disciple. Are we in agreement? Come on now, are we in agreement? You know, let me say this to you. To the last drop of your blood, you must manifest the Bible. Are we together? This morning I want to teach you about anointing. I want to teach you about anointing. You see, we have had enough of people claiming to be Christians, but they have no manifestation to show. The days of that is over. It is over. In the church of God is over. Hallelujah. You cannot say you are a doctor and you have never heard of syringe. Isn't it? Or speak. When they say, someone says that I have blood pressure, you give them aspirin. Someone says I have fever, you give them aspirin. Someone says I'm having headache, you give them aspirin. Because you're aspirin doctor. Hallelujah. This scripture says, to the Jews who have believed in him, not to those who will believe. They already have believed in him. He said to them, if you hold to my teaching, you are what? Really? So there is counterfeit disciples from that statement. Are we in agreement together? But there are real disciples. I want you who listen to me on earth to be real disciples. Am I talking to you? Come on and look at me and let's talk together. You can bring out your notes for the Holy Ghost Convention because I'm diving much into this today. Before you can understand anointing, you must understand what I've taught you. The entrance into the power of God. And I've shown you here how, you know, if you do that, you will enter into the power, which is the realm of manifestation. And I taught you about operating in the power of God. But many people in church, they cannot operate the power. Some don't even know about it. They hear about it. They don't know. Because when you know about it, you cannot uh, enter into it. Am I saying this? Some do not know how to operate. They go to mountain fast for days and tough with food and water, and they come back empty. Even they come back worse. No manifestation. Is our God such that ask and fast, and he will not answer? No. No. It is because they are using aspirin for all disease. Eh? <laughs> Arthritis, aspirin, 
High blood pressure, aspirin, diabetes, aspirin, everything is <clears throat> And you are a doctor. Am I talking to you? So, this scripture now tells us for that. And then, shall we read it together? So, from where do you know the truth? The teachings of Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. So, I've told you since the Holy Ghost Convention, go and read about Jesus Christ. Read the Gospel. Read it again and again. Okay. And I told you to do an x-ray for yourself. Anything you are doing that is contrary to what Jesus said, please, drop it. Drop I just spoke to them in New Cross, you know. Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of my Father. But those who do the will of my Father, not those who do their will. And not those who do the will of people said. People who discover the will of the Father themselves and do it. And you can only discover the will of the Father in the commands of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus. It's so simple. And the book about Jesus is so, it's so small. It's so small. Many of you have read so many books, novels, empty books. But the book of knowledge, which is the book that reveals Jesus, is the manual for living. It would be very strange for a Christian not to know it. After becoming graduates in every stuff. Very, very strange. I want you in this house to be a practical Christian. Because not everyone who comes to church enters heaven. Let me tell you this. Not everyone who comes to church enters heaven. But those who come to church do enter heaven. Because the church is meant to be a training ground for those who are going to heaven. People who have been enlisted to reign with Christ, they go to church so that they can be educated and they can grow in their spiritual journey. That's why for church. Church is not just a place to come and, you know, uh, have friends and look for a husband or wife. That's not it. No, no. Now, let me show you some, some of the... We are going through this one. The, the, the scriptures I'm going to be reading to you today, we just interpret themselves. So then you will know the truth. You will know the truth only in the command of Jesus, in the teachings of Jesus, and the truth what? We set you free. So it means that anybody who does not know the teachings of Jesus is bound. He's not talking about a demon now. He's talking about it's an ignoramus. He's talking about he has no knowledge. He's talking about he is naive. In other words, he cannot operate many benefits that God had made available to him. This principle is academic. As you can apply it to God, you can apply it to learning, business, and anything. You dive into a business that you don't know, you only waste your money. And the money will soon vanish. So it's Christ. And let me help you see this too. So what Jesus is saying, for you and I to obey his command and teaching, it is because we love him. That's the only way we show that we love Jesus. Not... You know, our regal tears and stuff. Then you enter into the power of God. To manifest the power of God, I taught you, is faith. It's faith. To manifest the power of God, we spend quite a time to looking at, mani- you know, uh, operating the power of God. Operating the power of God. Entrance in the power of God. Operating the power of God. Then manifestation of the, of the power of God. Those are the three things 
before we look into worship, praise and worship. Now, to operate the power of God, you need faith, isn't it? Hebrew 11, 6. Faith. Jesus said in the book of John 14, 12. If we read that together, please. That is operating the power of God. What does he say? Yes. And then let's read the next verse. Who will do whatever you ask? And in whose name do you ask? So in another word, you are saying that any appeal made to me, I grant. That's another word for it. Are we together? Are we not fortunate that we have someone who has the power to do all things, who there is nothing difficult for him to do, the one who, if he does not approve any action on earth, it cannot be carried out. And he said to us, look, whatever you ask in my name, you just ask it and I'll do it. You just ask it and I'll do it. However, he said, your faith is needed to operate this power in me. You will do all what I've been doing and greater works shall you do. Said, Come on. For your comfort, I put my life on the stake for you. And I make an oath. My oath is Ask anything. He didn't say some things. <clears throat> I will talk about anointing today. And I want you to write down what I'm going to teach. Keep this in your mind. We'll soon come back to it. Look at things that you will have asked that you haven't asked. And look at some of you can question that. But I've been asking for this. I didn't get it. You know that is faith. Isn't it? The level of your faith determines the level of what you get. Which means the level of your faith determines the level of power of God that can work in you. And what is faith therefore? Chapter 11, Hebrew, verse 6. Because some people have used faith just into getting wealth from God, getting miracles from God. No, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the faith that can put you in the place to work miracle, not receiving miracle, but you work in the miracle. The faith that can put you into a position where you be a distributor of wealth, not getting employment and they are blessing you. But you will create wealth and employment for many lives. I'm talking about the faith that can help you that when you go into a particular industry, it's a matter of time you get to the top of that industry. So that you will be the decision maker rather than some other people deciding for you. That faith I'm talking about, and I want to listen very attentively to that faith as the scripture says. Let's read that scripture together, 11.6. Shall we? And without faith. Stop. If the scripture says without faith it's impossible to please God. And Jesus said that if you obey my teaching, 
My father and I will come and make our home with you. And if you obey my teaching, that means you love me. Now, you will agree with me that somebody that God will come and stay with because, because he pleased God. Isn't it? So, a man who disobeys the teachings of Jesus and the command of Jesus cannot have this faith. Your lifestyle negate the faith. In Christianity, you can't do what you think. I mean, the Christianity that takes you to heaven, I'm talking about. You can do what you think. Because you lost yourself when you gave yourself to Jesus. He now tells you what to do. He now commands you what to do. And in Christianity, this Christianity I'm talking about, you, you, are not, you don't have option of arguing with what he said. Though he reasons with you, because he's God. God reasoning with man does not bring God low, lower from his realm to man. It only takes man from his lower realm to God's realm so that you can understand together. I tell you, heaven is beautiful. More beautiful than anything you have ever seen. I tell you, the kingdom of God is so full of power. More powerful than any power that you might encounter on earth. And it is a beautiful thing <clears throat> to be in the kingdom and also to belong to the kingdom. Faith that pleases God is the faith that comes from a heart that loves God. A heart that loves God is a heart that obeys His command and obeys His teaching. Excuse me. You can't ever say you love God if you don't do that. Hallelujah. You see what he says here? He says, without faith it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe He exists, which all Christians do. Anyone who comes to church came to church because he believed there is a God in that church. I want to go and look for that God. Even when he didn't come here. I've encountered a lot of idol worshippers in my meeting. They came because they heard that God is doing something. But they came to test that power of the God. With the power of the God they have. And when they come and they tested it. The power of the God that we are speaking about. Overpowers the power of their God. Even, it doesn't even contest what God does in such contests is that God don't show up. He allows you to show up. He allows you to deal with the God that they serve. And you as a man will finish that God and render the power useless. And then the person will say, ah, if you can do this, I wonder what your God can do. And that is what brought salvation to many people. Nobody comes to the church of God without wanting to see the God in the church. Either they come because they want to accept Him or because they, come, they want to test Him. So, you have the basic faith, which is to believe that God is. But the faith that pleases God does not stop there. It goes beyond. Jesus said, seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and... So, the kingdom of God cannot be divided from righteous living. If you seek the kingdom, there are many Christians who seek the kingdom. You see them all over looking for miracles. <clears throat> looking for miracles. And if God just have mercy, give them a miracle. But they cannot get the kingdom. Because the kingdom does not come in isolation of righteousness. The kingdom really is called righteous kingdom. It's impossible for a person to belong to the kingdom without living a righteous life. You are either in or out. 
And if you are out, don't die. Because there is no space for you in heaven. He says, seek the kingdom and his righteousness. The righteousness in the kingdom. Then the promise said, all other things. So if you are a Christian, you are struggling with other things. Check yourself. Whether you are in the kingdom, and whether you are living a righteous life. Are we together now? So you need to get this right before I talk about anointing. I love this scripture. It says, all other things we added. And then it says, go, 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 seek the kingdom. Go back to your Hebrew. And without, thank you. Without faith, it's important to praise God because anyone who believes, who comes to Him, must believe that God exists and is a rewarder, or He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. And the word earnestly seeking, we need to isolate that from activities of seeking God. Because when the Bible says somebody earnestly seeks something, you can tell me. Those of you who went to university, when you are in university and you are seeking first class, you know what it costs you? You know, you think about it all the time. If you don't get it, you will fall a little bit below it. But you will never in one day of your course forget that that's what you are seeking. Isn't it? Come on now. Am I talking to you? Because if you forget one day that you are seeking that, you will have fallen short of what you are seeking. So is God. How long do you think about Him? Do you carry Him along in all your life pursuits and living? That's the basis of it. Your thoughts, Rem. And then the activity of seeking God, which is prayer. You know, we have prayer in this church for 1,000 something days, 200 something days. And you could have members of this church who, who did not come, who, who would not come to the prayer. And you have people from all over the world joining the prayer. And they are getting blessed. And can you imagine somebody says, I'm a member of CFT. And you don't come to the prayer. And you heard that they are doing one kangaroo prayer somewhere. You went to join it. How much I can see you. You live where God is speaking, where God speaks to you, where God educates your mind, where God gives prophecies. You didn't come. And then you went to, oh, somebody is having one prayer there, only for someone to be praying over, you know, saying words over your life, saying words over your life, and saying things that they are praying. No learning from God. No Holy Spirit speaking. You go empty, you come empty. Can you imagine that? And yet you claim to be in this church. Something is wrong with your claim. Am I talking to you? While you were going marooned about the place, people are advancing in knowledge of God and in the power of God. Someone who will carry anointing, it would be very strange for him to be looking for anointing somewhere else. We'll get there shortly. So he says... Earnest seeking God. I think the word earnest, without looking into dictionary, also connotes sincerity. Purely. If you are earnest, truthful to yourself in the course that you are adventuring. And this is the faith that operates the power. Dead will be raised, people will be healed, prophecy you can give. Tongues you can speak, 
wisdom of God. You can operate knowledge of the Spirit. You can operate. You can understand things that happen to people without being told. You can understand your own life, your future, the life of kids and your future. You can understand the end of the matter before the beginning of the matter. That is the spirit of earnestness to God. And that's faith. You know, something I don't like is some people who say that, I've, t- I've tried God, it didn't work. You just know that they tried their, themselves, not God. They didn't even know the address of God. That's why they make such claim. Because you don't try God. No, you serve Him. And it works for you. It's a misstatement. Maybe if I be a little more correct, negligent misstatement for a person to say that. I try God. You are consciously or unconsciously misleading some other people. Giving information that has no basis. And so probably built on falsehood. Because you don't even know God. To come and talk of try God. Because those who know Him don't try Him. They serve Him. And those who serve Him will tell you how good He is. Some of you have the testimonies. How good he is. Even when you want to take a decision that is not right, at the last minute he will block it. Say, oh Lord, why did you do this? Why did God not let it go through? Then he will visit you and open your eyes to see if it has gone through. Look at these problems you will have faced and these dangers. Oh God, thank you. That's the God we serve. If you don't have a relationship of such with God, and you are hearing me, you have a journey. You have a journey. Now, let me help you this. We talk about manifestation of the Spirit of God during the convention. What is the manifestation? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter, 11, chapter 12, verse 4, is the one that begins, the spirit, there are different kinds of gifts for the Spirit. Entrance to the power, manif- uh, operating the power, and the manifestations of the Spirit. So we looked at that, it says, different kinds of, spirit, of gift, but the same Spirit. So Holy Spirit have many gifts for you, because you have accepted Jesus. And look at verse 7, it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for common good. So there are some good you cannot do in life unless Holy Ghost manifests a gift among the nine in you. Let me give you an example. You have the gift of word of knowledge. Here's the force it was spoke about. The gift of word of knowledge will make you know something that you were not informed about. Not only in the spiritual in your academic field, in your work, in your business. Alright. Some may call that innovation, but it's beyond innovation. It transcends innovation because this is not something that is uh, new. This is something that is existing somewhere, but you are not privy to it, and by word of knowledge you access it. And when you speak it out, somebody will get up and is the person. And when God reveals like sickness by word of knowledge, say you are healed. The person will be healed in some. Because the spirit that reveals will heal. There is a testimony of a woman 
I will not stop talking about the woman. There are several testimonies on her prayer line. She has 72 cancer lobes in her. She does not attend CFT. She lives far away from us. And when she joined the prayer line, she, she had been diagnosed in the hospital. And the, the doctors have spoken about, you know, their regrets and stuff like that, which is real. They showed her on the x-ray that, look at this, look at that. And they said, okay, she will come for chemo. They really, I think they wanted to operate her also, see what they can do on that, and then she'll go on chemo. Whatever the case may be, she was feeling tired all over the body. All the symptoms of acute cancer was with him. And she said, she heard about the prayer line, and she said, let me join the prayer line. The moment she switched it on, she was sitting with her husband. The Holy Spirit manifested upon me and said, there is somebody who has been diagnosed of cancer. You are healed in the name of Jesus. When I said you are healed in the name of Jesus, she testified. What happened to her was from the crown of her head, she just started feeling sweat, sweaty. And she was pouring out sweat, vibrating and shaking. And the husband said, and she said, I am healed, I am healed. The husband said, yes, yes, look at you, are sweating. At the end of the day, two weeks time they went for the operation. And when they got there, the doctor said, I will take your scan again before we now do what we're doing. And when they took the scan, they said, what happened to you? Seventeen lobes in your body had vanished, but we can see two. It looks like shadow. They looked at the new scan against the old scan and said, but this is not possible. Seventy loads have gone. Okay, permit us to open you up and check that those spots that they have the shadows. When they opened her up, they didn't find cancer. They closed her back and told her when she came to came back. They said, "We can't find cancer. We are sorry for opening you up." That's the statement. They said it is joint of muscles we saw. The two remaining, but the seventy, we don't know what happened. She now said to them that. I joined the prayer line, and as I switched on, the minister said, you who have been diagnosed with cancer, you are healed. And this is the experience I had. I was sweating, shaking, vibrating, and I knew that the Lord has healed me. The doctors in her own case will just have to be quiet and be educated because they don't have anything to say about it. But what they said is that we know that you had cancer, but we know now that you don't have it anymore. Word of knowledge, the Spirit of God. You see, word of wisdom and knowledge also, you know, when God gives that, when the Holy Ghost gives that to you, it will extend to your academic knowledge, intellectual knowledge, intellectual reasoning, and problem solving. You see, I'm saying this thing to you because... Some of us don't understand that we, we do all manners of work addo to nothing. If if Holy Spirit can do all these things, come on. If if you were me and I was you, what would we have done? Just to fall in love with the Holy Spirit, fall in love with Jesus. Just follow simple instruction and see what the Holy Spirit will do. Isn't it? And I said to you. What are the gifts you should expect? You should really want in the in the nine gift. For me, all the nine. Because it's to profit other people. And I want to be a prophet to everybody I meet. 
If you are sick, I want to be a prophet to you for healing. If you are confused, I want to be a prophet for you for direction. If uh, somebody is arguing about Jesus, I want to be a prophet to tell him a little bit about his life. And he says, are you a psychic? No, I'm not psychic, I'm Godic. You know? So wherever the Holy Spirit wants to do, I just want to be there. That should be your desire. Say amen. amen. But however, chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians says, there are two gifts that all the Christians should look for. Prophecy and tongues. Not love. Love is not a gift. Prophecy and tongues in chapter 14. Chapter 13 is about love. You see that love in chapter 13, many people also miss that chapter 13, love. The love mentioned in 13, no man can fall in that love except those who truly love Jesus. Chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, go and check it. You know, nobody can operate that love except those who truly It is in loving Jesus and demonstrating it that people see that love out of it. Love is virtue. It's not what you practice. It's what is endowed upon man. You know? And you can't reach it unless in Christ. Nevertheless, however, I'm talking about the gift, prophecy, and tongues and interpretation. Because when you speak in tongues and you interpret, there's prophecy. You know, three days ago, uh, on Wednesday, those of you who are in the prayer line, you remember that I picked up some things when we finished praying. I began to pray in tongues and interpret it, pray in tongues and interpret it. And I began to pray about conditions that face people. Go and look at it. And then I said that I come against assignment of death. And again on Thursday as I was praying to you, I picked it up again that there is death somewhere. I rebuke you death in the name of Jesus. Pray for those who, are, who have been, uh, you know, uh, you know um, diagnosed of some deadly sickness and stuff like that. Those things are manifestation of the Spirit of God. If you were in the Nigeria praise yesterday, you will have picked something up that when I come to the pulpit and I started praying, my language was coded. It was totally prophetic. Because God said that it would move in prophetic during the Nigerian praise. If you go and check the video again, when I prayed, I was praying before I started preaching and I began to say some strange English. Manifestation of the Holy Spirit upon you. He will change the whole of your paradigm. What you are, who you are. He will make you a blessing to other people. That's what the manifestation does. It does not glorify you. It glorifies the Son of God. That is His job. By manifesting in you something transcendent. Something that someone cannot just say, I'm going to earn it. That's why some people go too fast. They don't get it. They don't get it. It's like washing the outside of the cup when the inside is dirty. Are we talking? There are some attitudes that we are born with that have no place in the kingdom. Let me say this because my time is really gone. There are three principles of love. I taught you this. I haven't looked at all the suggestions about love and I said to you, Anywhere you see love, there are three things that constitute it. One, cooperation. Two, collaboration. And three, 
Transparency. Hello. How can someone deceive a person whose eyes are translucent? Meaning, whether you are in darkness or light, he sees you the same way. <laughs> Hello? Whether you are in a room covered with walls and iron, you are as if you are in his front. Because all those barricades, his, his vision is translucent. He can't, those barricades don't obstruct his vision. So, what you do in the church... He says, what you do out of the church, he says, when you are in the church and they are speaking and you are thinking, he is seeing your thoughts. When you leave the church and you are thinking, he is seeing your thoughts. This is the God we serve. When you lie, he is seeing your thoughts. When you tell the truth, he is seeing your thoughts. And strangely and most strange, all those things he sees are recorded about so that you and I cannot get before him and say that, you know, I, 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 I think, Lord, I didn't say that. No, you will play your tape yourself. Because he sees them and recalls them in your spirit. So that the day of reckoning, when we stand before him, he does not need to speak. You will speak those things again. Because the presence of who you cannot lie. You will begin to say those things you did, those things you thought, in every time. Nobody can cover your mouth because your voice will penetrate anything that will cover it. This is the God we are serving. Does it need not to be feared? So, we, we need therefore to be transparent to God. Because if you are not transparent to him, he said, by me every name must bow. That's what he said. Not me bow. People will beg for mercy. Because you know what you did. Or what you, you, you are not transparent. You see it there. Your knees will be crackling if that is you. Whereas, those who have served him according to his word will walk shoulder tall. A neck tall or shoulder high, whatever you call it. Why his smile will radiate to them while they are walking towards his presence. He cannot wait to receive them. With two arms, he will say, You are welcome, my son, my daughter. It's only to those ones that their sins shall remember no more. Hello, somebody. I want to get there. How about you? So it is in this world we start the work. Anything in your life that you know can hinder you from working with God. Some of us, we didn't have a good parental upbringing. Of course, you can't blame your parents for misbehaving. They did what they did by virtue of what they knew. But you know better. You should do better. If you are parents, you are liars. There are some parents that they are liars. From the child when he's young, somebody will knock, they will tell him, go and tell them I'm not in. That is teaching the child to become a professional liar. You know, pick the telephone and, you know, <laughs> so that the person talking there will know they are hearing. That's a professional liar. Excuse me, somebody. Huh? 
I love you, whereas they didn't love in their heart. Professional liar. Eh? And the Bible says, life practitioners have their place in the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. And that is a tragedy. Am I talking to you? I, I warned the bishop one day he lied. I said, why did you lie? He said, Abraham also lied. Didn't you read it in the Bible? I said, bishop, my own Abraham did not lie. He said, she's my sister because she was afraid that he could be killed in that godless city. But in actual fact, she's the sister. I said, so what is the basis of your own life, Bishop? <laughs> Excuse me. Come on. Let me teach you the way into God. So if you can enter into the realm of power, operate the power, and Holy Ghost can manifest in you, now anointing. And I will stop. I have removed my wristwatch so that I won't be looking at it. You see now, remember that wristwatch when I was talking, as I shouted, the wristwatch called emergency. <laughs> During my service, stop! He didn't stop. I had to remove it from my hand. And he was asking me, are you alright? Are you okay? Your world is becoming another thing. <laughs> Whether they call that AI or IA, who knows? They may lambast with any name, all right, so now, good. Now, for the next five minutes, let me just talk to you about anointing. What is anointing and why anointing? Write this down. God anointed Jesus. Jesus anointed me. Holy Ghost empowers me. That is my nursery rhyme. Say after me, God anointed Jesus. I hear you speak loud. God anointed Jesus. Jesus anointed me. Holy Ghost empowers me. With this, no devil can mess up with you. Am I talking? Now, watch this. What is anointing there for? This is my own inference or my, my, my conclusion. Anointing is the enablement from God. To manifest the power of God. Or to manifest destiny. That's what God destined for you. You need anointing to manifest. You need anointing to manifest the power. So then what is the power really? Write this down. What is power? In application to those who are born again. Power... Is the enablement to exercise authority or grace. That is power. When you are given an authority, embedded in the authority is the power to exercise that authority. I told you sometime in the, in the last week that there is a major difference between power and authority. 
That's why Jesus said, I give you authority over all the powers of the enemy. Luke chapter um, 10 from verse 18. Now, let's look at authority very briefly. The first thing about authority that I discovered is that authority arises by virtue of your position. A director of the company, because a man was called director and authority is given. Get out of that director, that same man become a cleaner in the same office. That authority does not arise. So the authority that you carry is because of the office that you occupy. Isn't it? But you are sons of God. Children of the Most High. Isn't it? So when you sit as a child of God, that gives rise to authority. Look at the book of Luke 10. Let's read from verse 17, really. Verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even demons submit to us in your name. And then 18 says, He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Why would Jesus respond like that? He said, these guys came back and said, Even demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus didn't apply reply about demons, but he said, Satan, I saw Satan fall. Because Satan is the head of all demons. He is the commander of demonic realm. And so Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. And then he says, I have given you authority, verse 19, to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemy. And nothing will harm you. And the King James Version said, nothing by any means, nothing by any means, will do what? Say what? Nothing by any means will harm me. Hey, listen to me. When I die, nobody should say Satan killed the apostle. Impossible. No child of God can be killed by the devil. He has no authority, no power to kill a Christian. No power. When we die, we die. That's the reason why I'm telling you. What you must address, one of the things you must address in this meeting is that, am I truly a Christian? That's simple. Simple. And if you are not, don't leave this place without it. It's more than American Express card. Hallelujah. I may die in car crash. That car crash is just a vehicle for me to go. Nothing to do with the devil. I may die by gun. Gun is just a vehicle for me to go. I may die by beating to death. My predecessors, some were beheaded. Alright? Some were thrown into boiling oil and their body refused to fry he's the only one that did not die by you know man john the revelation all others some were nailed to the cross upside down am i talking to you? he said i cannot die the way my lord died so turn the cross upside down and they nailed them some were sword so until they cut them into two alive it's not so that killed them 
it is the Lord that took them. Because if it is the weapon of man, when John was put in boiling oil, it should have fried. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego enter fire, they will have burnt. When Daniel was thrown in lions then, he would have been eaten up. We don't die. We change clothes. The age we change it does not matter. As long as it met us in Christ. <laughs> oh my Lord. If you are a Christian, you are afraid of death. Accept Jesus today. Let me tell you a little bit about my friend. You know, heaven is so beautiful. I was telling them in New Cross, heaven is so beautiful. You know, the flowers in heaven and the leaves in heaven are so pure that when it's time for worship, they also sing. They join in worship. I imagine just in the garden and suddenly, all hear the Lamb. Enthroned on high, his name shall be about pride. He reigns victorious, forever glorious. His name is Jesus. And there are palm trees singing, hibiscus flowers singing in parts, and there are purple tree singing in a melody that you have never seen. And you see all these flowers worshiping the one who lives forever and ever. That is heaven for you. Excuse me. Let me tell you something I saw in heaven. The Lord took me some time ago into the company of saints, and when they came. In that encounter, that journey, I was taken to where Father Abraham was presiding in the worship with other angels, and they were waiting for me. The world will hear the trumpet blast. Not of rapture, but of revival. Of ingathering. The feast of ingathering must happen first when God will gather his elect to salvation. Those who have been locked up in Satanism, they will look for Jesus Christ. Forget about Islam. They will drop their Islam and run for Jesus. It's coming very shortly. You will be part of it. I saw human beings. Then I knew that. You know, when we get to heaven... You know, Apostle Williams is now looking like an old man, isn't it? Isn't it? Why are you looking at me like that? Is this one, did I go to saloon to put some flakes of snow on my head? Where is the saloon that did it for me? Color my head? Excuse me. Those of you who have been with me when my head was like Pastor Ben's head... I had afro, really. The whole of my head is full of afro. And black and shining like Pastor Ben. Before your eyes, my hair began to encroach, encroach, encroach. Why didn't you stop it? I thought you loved me. You still love me, isn't it? And then some flakes of white hair here. I saw myself on television long ago. Only here had some white hair and then it went like this, it went like this, it went like this, it went... And the desert was encroaching. And you couldn't stop it for me. I wish you could stop it. And now, 
something is happening. I can see some white hair on my body. Where is it coming from, really? You should stop it. Hello. And I looked at the mirror. I saw that my face that was robust and looked so tender. When Mommy Omar first met me about 50 years ago. But that face now looks good. Isn't it? And I began to sing, abide with me. Fast forward, I even tired. And some of you, the powder you put on your faces now, they are not the kind of powder you used to do when you were a virgin, you know. Because now if you put the virgin powder, it will fall somewhere. Isn't it? My God, you who were a sprinter before, we are now praying that God should let you stand up good. When he stands, say, rise up church. Mm, my God. <laughs> Something fell out of your hand and you want to bend to take it. Say, you better jump to my hand. <laughs> Who is there for me? <sighs> but when you get to heaven, do you know how it is? Everybody has the same height. So those of you who are tall, tall for this world. Because when you get there, no tall man. All of us have the same height. Not only that, if you are so big-bellied here, don't worry. In a short time, the belly will be done away with. When you exit your body, the man that carried that body is as trim as ever. No wrinkle. So perfect. More than a virgin you are. Once you get there, you know, of course there's no pain because you don't have the body that pains anymore. The body's gone. Your, your, your physical features still look like that, but perfect. That's why you can recognize the people who are there. You call me the name on, on earth, but I have a new name that I will tell you, and that's the name I bear in heaven. You see, everything is perfect. You may, die, you, may, you may die with your leg amputated, but when you leave that amputation body, you see that you have two legs. You were not really amputated. It was the body that was caught, not your leg. That's what it is in heaven. Heaven is so beautiful. Heaven is so gorgeous. Heaven is so excellent. The balance can never be expressed by human adjective. I mean, I, I wish I can have a human word to express what my heaven is. This is where Jesus prepared for you and I. And you know, the time we spend on earth is so short. Even if we are 90 years old. Compared with the eternity that we will spend in good health. No, there is no sickness. So I can't say good health. <laughs> we'll be like Him. Heaven is beautiful. Everything in heaven leaves. No dead leaves. Not, no, no, no gardener. There is no dead things. There are young ones there. There are babies. There are youths. There are old people. People who died in their youth, died in their age and stuff like that. But we all look perfect. Before the Lord. Do you want to get there? Come on, you will get there. Whatever devil set up in your life to destroy you. I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will not go to hell. If you hear my voice on earth, you will not go to hell. You will serve Jesus. Satan will not have hold on you. 
In a short time we will soon leave. All of us. Either one after the other. Or the trumpet will blast. And those of us. Who hear this voice. And do it. Transformed. And we shall be with the Lord forever. Now. I'm talking about anointing. You know why I said this? Anointing therefore. Before I give you the scripture. Authority. Authority therefore. I, I define to you. An, anointing is the enablement of God's. Uh, enablement from God. To manifest power. I told you power is enablement to exercise authority. Yes. So it's authority that I'm talking about. Now let me tell you the two things about authority that I picked up. One, authority arises by virtue of your position. And that's what took us to all this talk about heaven. Amen. Second thing is that when acting in your authority as children of God, you are acting as God's agent on earth. Know this for yourself. If I'm acting as a child of God, I'm acting as an agent of heaven. Isn't it? It seems as you just start preaching this, I will, I will teach you when I come back. God's willing. He says, And as God's agent, by your authority, you can bind God in contractual relationship with a third party. As God's agent. That's why you will tell God that. A tragedy is going to happen to somebody say. Father in the name of Jesus stop it. And God will stop it. God will block that tragedy. Not because of that person. But because of you his agent. You are buying God. In contractual relationship. With the hidden. A hidden that is sick. You pray for him to be healed. God will heal him because you are God's agent. Your word bind God to heal that person, the third party. A contract has been formed between you and the third party. The contract is that you will be healed and God will do it. Am I talking to you now? See yourself in that capacity. Okay? Stop thinking about something different. Because that is not true. What is true is this. From the day you give your life to Jesus, I've talked about working with the Lord, but I'm talking about your right in God now. As many who believe Him, who believe in His name, God gave them power to be called sons of God. Are we together? So, if you are sure you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is who you are. The other one I'm talking to you is about operating with the Holy Spirit so that you can enjoy benefits of the Holy Spirit. But everyone that is accepted Jesus, you are born again. And you have this authority to bind God in contract with a third party because you spoke. God would do it because you said so. Yes? Look at the book of John very quickly, 14, 12. Permit me today to just... I've gone a little bit over my time. Shall we read it together, please?
Are, are you reading from the back there? Can you see the, the front? So if I'm talking about you too, please, I want everyone to read together. Shall we together now? Yes. Uh-huh. Can you see the weight of the authority you have? But now let me, you read the next verse and that will blow your mind up. Let's look at the next verse. Come on now. Excuse me, who will ask? Who will ask? In whose name? And who will do it? Jesus will do it. So he will bind, he bound himself. You will bind Jesus in contract with a third party because you ask in the name of Jesus. That person may not believe in Jesus. He may be a thief, he may be a witch, he may be a wizard, he may be a satanist, he may be anything. But you said, lose him, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Jesus will lose him. Jesus will lose him. It doesn't matter who that person is. What matters is your own sitting. You sit in your office as a child of God. Am I talking to you now? This is an open chair. But you agree with me, therefore that's why your mouth must not be silent day and night. Pray! You don't, Juju, you don't know the house, the way to Juju. Even to Jew. Not talk about Jew. You don't know where to eat. When you talk of Juju, you say Juju. <laughs> That's right, those of you who are born in England, raised in England, you thought that a juju is Haiti. No, it's not Haiti, it's in England. Glastonbury, they have juju. They have it in Brighton, juju, they call it juju. There, yeah, the English, they call it juju. You go to their shop, they tell you, do you want juju? Yeah? <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you are not, if you don't know about juju, then you should know about God, God. You should know about Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you don't know Juju. I'm so sorry for you. You are just um, I, um, like um, the monkeys they use for experiments. They were on the news this week. They use monkey for experiments. No, be so doctor. Uh huh. So when Satan wants to do experiment, he look for those who are not Juju and not Jesus. <clears throat> Take them. And sometimes when he cannot get, when he took the one who is for Juju, that's where you belong to me. <laughs> I will use it for experiment. <laughs> but if he, were, if he raised his hand and to somebody who believes in Jesus, as he used his hand like this, his air he will catch. Because of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> You just catch here. Hallelujah, somebody. So, you see yourself from today as God's agent. God's agent. Time is not good. Now, the closing sequence is this scripture. And you take that scripture home. And when I come back again, we are going to look more into the scriptures. You know, Acts 10, 38 says, I've got anointed Jesus with Holy Ghost and power. I want to talk about you. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Shall we read it together, please? 
up. Read that scripture for you. Shall we again? Now it is God. He anointed who? Who did he anoint? Who anointed you? God anointed you. At the context of the word. So all those who tell you that if you know what this anointing cost me, they have the devil. Because only anointing of devil people pay for. Any minister who says in the world that do you know what this anointing cost them? He just possessed of Satan. Have you heard that in the mouth of any of the apostles? Because they are possessed by Holy Spirit. But when people say something different, they are possessed by the devil. They will just spoke in their mouth. Anointing costs you. It's a lie. Cost who? Someone paid the price. His blood is righteous. Others, he paid for his brothers so that his brother will pay nothing but faith in the name. You are anointed. Don't let anyone tell you you are not. Anything you see God do through me, through anybody in the world, God can do through you. Because as God anointed Jesus, God anointed you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Don't die without using your anointing. Some of you don't understand. You carry your anointed head to a person that is not anointed. But because Satan is using him for something, and you, you don't know you carry anointing, you go to him to now, help, help me, help me. Those of them who are really called, they will look at you, ah, this guy is really anointed of God. I wish his eyes can open. But because he's now a, a naive person, let me milk him. So they will give you charges. If prophecy you are looking for, ah, you must sow a seed for the prophecy. Oh, it's healing. You know, you must sow a seed for the healing. Hmm? Nothing goes for nothing. They will conduct seminar and teach you six times in a day. And for every seminar, they collect an offering. Can you, you think about it? Is it sensible? Is it sensible? They do it. Plenty of them. They have no anointing from God. I look through the scriptures. I've never seen Jesus do those things. I never saw Paul do those. He doesn't even have time for those things. He's gone. Listen to me. You are anointed by God. I leave you with this today. Go about saying, God anointed me. God anointed me until you see my face again. And if you see my face and I've gone to heaven, you must say it all your life. Am I talking to you? God, look, when I look at you, 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 are, you are so much of God that you don't know it. You don't know it. God anointed you. Look at the next verse to it. And we stand up together, please. Why would it be second verse? You see, that's what I was saying. Some of you have stood up. Others, you are, we are thanking God as we are standing there. Father, Lord, we thank you. Anyway, we got there. Anyway, all of us got there. <laughs> now, I think it's better we read the two together and then we understand. Put the two together for us on the, on the, on the, on the board. Shall we read it now? Now, it is God who makes both us and you. Uh huh. 
me, set his seal of ownership on me, and put his spirit in my heart as a deposit guaranteeing rapture. As a deposit guaranteeing rapture. <laughs> Things to come. Hallelujah. We will transform one day. We will drop this body one day. Heavens will open unto us one day. We will fly to our home in heaven one day. This world shall perish by fire one day. A new world will be created by God one day. A new heaven shall be set by the Lord Most High. And the paradise of God shall be the abode of the righteous one day. Somebody say amen to that. Say after me, God anointed me. God has sealed me with His Holy Spirit in my heart, guaranteeing my rapture. When the angels shall blow the trumpet, I shall hear the voice of the Lord. If I was dead, I will resurrect. If I'm alive, I shall be transformed in a twinkle of an eye. And I shall meet Jesus up there. Hallelujah, somebody. That is what we are. That is what we are. That is what we are. Can I just get, just get me some, some mistral? Follow me by the Spirit, man. That's not my voice. Yes. 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 Can you put my music on the board there? They send it to you. Remain where you are, choir. I want to just start thanking God because God anointed you. Start thanking God because God anointed you. Pastor Fumi, can you send it to them? They, I seem they don't understand what I'm saying. No, that's not. He put me the English. The Lord told me this morning, the, the strive is over. The strive is over. The strive of your life is over. Somebody has fought the battle on your behalf. He has won the battle on your behalf. It's your time to manifest. Hey, you don't know it. Stop. Hallelujah. No. Hallelujah. 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 The strive is won. The battle done. The song of trust. The 
Hallelujah, son. Your time has come on how to manifest. I say nothing will be able to hinder you again. There is no power. There is no gimmick. There is no counsel of the devil that will succeed against the Lord. I stand in Christ in God and declare. Hear, O Christ, for tabernacle. The season of your celebration has come. The time of your victory is sung. You go in the power of the Lord and manifest the power of the Most High. The days of veil is over. The days of blessing has come. The days of power has come. The days of manifestation has come. The days of glory has come. Somebody plug in and say amen. Somebody understand and say amen. Somebody understand and say amen. The prophetic spirit of God rests upon this house. Yes, the song of victory rests upon this house. Yes, yes. Sight be given to everyone under my voice. Insight be given to everyone under my voice. As you go in this new week, the Lord will go before you. The Holy Spirit will lead you to where God has prepared. The anointing that you receive begins to work for you. I say it's a work for you. I say it's a work. You will not miss your destiny in the name of Jesus. Satan will not waste your time in the name of Jesus. You will mount on wing like eagle. You will soar to the very heart of the Father in the mighty name of Jesus. A new season had been written by God. Put your hands together for the living God. Hallelujah forevermore. Let me say this to you. Continue to chant this. God anointed me. God sealed me. God put his Holy Spirit in my heart. Guaranteeing my inheritance until rapture. Rapture is coming. And when it comes, you will be partaker. Let me tell you, on the day of rapture, the captain will be driving his plane and being told the bearing to, to follow. And suddenly the captain will disappear. And I wonder what will happen to those who remain in that plane. The man on control tower will disappear. You see the chaos that they saw just because computer had a problem a few days ago in Heathrow. You will see calamity in the globe. Those who remain. You will see the, the, the control tower had been emptied. Crashes in the air of planes. You will see accident on the motorway. The one driving the, the trailer has just disappeared by the trumpet blast of the angel. And you see accident all over the whole place. There will be so much terrible time and terrible days. Manifestation of evil that mortal man had not seen. That day, no nation will be able to console another nation because the saints of God had left the face of the earth. Come on, let me say something to you. You must agree with me that nothing under heaven will hinder you from that encounter. Because those who remain will come to Tabernacle, they will not find apostles there. And I'm sure they will not find you there. This is a time to understand. I will teach you about the dreadful day of the Lord. Because you know, we started the Holy Ghost Convention by recognizing from the prophecy of Joel that God sent the Holy Spirit because of His dreadful day that is coming. You remember? You remember? How many of you? So, let's read it again. Joel 2, because of those who did not, who were not there, remember. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. 
and all, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour my spirit of flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Then what will happen next? And also on my maid servant and my maid servant, that is my also on men and women. Give me NIV. I don't know who is in that place, but be in spirit. Even on my servants, both men and women, that's what he says. I will what? Pour out my spirit in those days. And what will happen? I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire. Did you not hear about the earthquakes? And billows of smoke. He's talking about earthquakes. Then the next verse says, The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day. That's why God is sending the Holy Spirit. To redeem men, mortal men, from the calamity that is coming. Bow your heads, please. I want to give some opportunity to accept Jesus into their hearts. If you are here today and you know that if you die now, you cannot enter heaven. If salvation is strange to you, maybe you are here for the first time. Or fear grip your soul as I was speaking. You can do yourself a favor today and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Put your hand on your chest and say this after me, if that is you. You want to accept Jesus, you have never done that before. Say after me, passionately, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I am a sinner. And I cannot help myself. I ask you, Jesus. Forgive me all my sins. I surrender my life, my heart to you. I invite you, Jesus, into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Father, thank you for all these people. In Jesus' holy name. I can't hear your amen. amen. If you are reading that prayer for the first time in your life, or maybe you are dedicating your life to Jesus, I want to tell you this. Get the Bible and start to read by yourself. Read from the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There are some things there you may not understand. Just read it as a storybook. So that you are looking for that man Jesus. What he stands for. What he taught. What he instructed. And you want to start to do that from this time. You are very welcome to the kingdom of God. Put your hands together for that. Amen. 
God's willing, next Sunday, Pastor Fumi will be telling us the date for our baptism. And also, those of you who, since you have been coming to this church, you have not had a personal meeting with me. Maybe you have some questions in your heart you want to, you want to, you know, ask. We have this program we call Meet Your Pastor, where we invite you for, uh, is it brunch or dinner? Something around the table to eat. You can meet other members. You can meet with apostles. But I'll be more casual so that at least I don't have this regalia on me. And we can rapport together. You want to know more of me. I want to know more of you. And share in your testimonies as well. We'll be doing that, I believe, before the end of October. And we'll let you have the dates. You are very welcome and the Lord continue to bless you. Please be seated. Shall we have our offering and our tithe, please? Amen. Amen. Offering time. Shall we prepare for our offering this morning? I believe most of us give um, via the online transfer. I will probably have the details saved in our accounts. But for those that don't have the details, um, it's um, highlighted on the screen. And for those that um, still give uh, with the envelopes, if you need one, please kindly signify to the ushers and they will give you one. And the Lord bless you as you do so. And as we prepare our offering, I'll quickly read from the book of Second Corinthians chapter 9. I'll read verses 6 and 7. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I believe we've all prepared to give something unto the Lord this morning. We know that anybody that has insight, we know how to thank the Lord. Just think back to what the Lord has done for you and give Him something befitting this morning. And the Lord bless you as you do so. I'll just give us a minute or two to, to do that. And if you have um, finished preparing your offering, can I kindly implore us to stand as we pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again this morning for your word. 
and we thank you, O Lord, for giving us the opportunity to gather together in your presence again today. O Lord Almighty, we know that one of the ways in which we demonstrate our love to you is to obey your commands. And Father Lord Almighty, we have brought our tithes this morning, as you have commanded in the book of Malachi 3.10. And also we are bringing our offerings to thank you and in obedience to your instruction according to the book of 2 Corinthians 9.7. And Father Lord, we pray, even as we obey your command this morning, that every promise that accompanies this act of obedience be fulfilled in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen.
is no one like Jehovah. Thank you, Lord, because we know death has lost its power. And victory is won already. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, you commanded us to bring our tithes and our offerings. And we have obeyed your command this morning. And so, Lord, we present this holy offering that has been brought by your holy people. We pray, O Lord, that you send your holy fire from heaven to consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. is the one yes thank you thank you very much uh just a few announcements before uh the meeting closes today i'm sure everyone's been mightily blessed yes yes thank god for the privilege of being in this house the pillar and foundation of truth where we hear the truth of the purpose for which we have been created so i'd just like to remind us that our home group continues in our homes tonight and we will be reflecting on the book of acts from chapters 21 to 26. so i always say please remember that children and adults can contribute children will understand some things and can actually share how they have understood those scriptures and we will all be blessed so in our homes home group tonight acts 21 to 26 just a quick reminder also that our, our prayer session which will include our communion service will hold tonight at 8 p.m online through our usual channels zoom youtube and free conference call so 8 p.m. and prepare your communion uh, before the service begins so you're not distracted. Also, our daily prayers will continue online at 8 p.m. every day. But note that JTA on Tuesday is here at the cathedral, starts at 7.30 p.m. So on Tuesday, we're here in person for JTA. Wednesday also we have our Bible study at 7 p.m. online. And on Friday we have our night vigil at 11 p.m. Otherwise it's 8 p.m. online. Hopefully that's clear. This week we have our Women of Royal Destiny meeting. Word meeting, second Tuesday of every month. So all women, please make sure you join. We hold that meeting on Zoom and this week or this month we'll be deliberating on the book of Esther so please read Esther chapters 1 and 2 before the meeting on Thursday at 7 p.m. online please know that the women's meeting is not broadcast so you can only join the meeting by joining us on zoom and the zoom ID has been put on the screen also the youth of royal destiny were scheduled to have their meeting yesterday in person, but that had to be rescheduled because of the Nigeria Praise uh, 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 session that was taking place here yesterday. 
So that youth meeting has been rescheduled to Sunday next week. That's the 17th of September here at the cathedral immediately after the service. And it's mandatory for everyone in the youth age bracket, which is from ages 12 to 30, inclusive to attend. And uh, this message says, where applicable, parents are requested to facilitate the attendance for those in this age bracket. So if your children are young as parents, please make sure you bring them here or get them here safely. And uh, if they're older, encourage them to be here, even if you don't have to bring them. And the topic is recap and refresh. Recap and refresh. And for further information on this, please send an email to the youth email address, which is cft underscore yord, Y-O-R-D, at hotmail.co.uk. And the Lord will bless you. The final announcement before I invite our Father is a reminder that we'll be holding a personal finance and investment seminar here again in person on Saturday the 23rd of September. And it's a follow-up on the taster session that was held earlier this year in June. The seminar is designed to provide an impartial perspective to navigate the challenges of an increasingly complex financial landscape. So please register your interest by using the QR code that's displayed on the screen and it's a good thing to attend so that you understand the opportunities that are available for us when we're thinking about personal investments and for those who are older when you're thinking about the legacy that you want to leave behind for your children it's one of the places where you can get significant insights on opportunities that are available and the Lord bless you I'd like to invite our father Apostle A.T.B. Williams as he takes the last few items. Amen. Amen. Well, church, before we close this meeting, I think I have to do this announcement myself. Is there anyone worshiping with us for the first time? Please lift your hands where you are. If you are coming to this place, please could you rise up? I want to welcome you. You are very welcome. Christ with Tabernacle, and I'm sure you have been blessed. Uh, the ushers have a pack they have handed over to you. Please fill the four minutes and drop that with us so that we can be in a position to serve you better. We thank you so much for coming and we love you. God bless you. Please be seated. If any one of you will want to see Apostle, you can always get the information and, and send a text to the phone and I'll be able to see you. Can I just reaffirm this, that in CFT Church, Christ with Tamanaku Church, you don't have to book to see me. You only need to text, and then I'll give you 
uh, an appointment that we can see. I'm available to everybody uh, who attend this church. Now, can I just announce this? It's a special announcement. It is uh, a demise that happened to me on Friday. Though it is a demise, but it's it's glorious as well. The Bible says, Blessed are the dead in Christ, for they will rise first. The Bible also says that, Blessed are those who die in Christ. I was um, attending the... um, the 10th year anniversary of Christ with Tabernacle, um, India, on Friday. And as I was preparing to go into that administration, my telephone rang. And I was told that one of our very fiery firebrand youth passed on to glory. I didn't tell you to put it on the board. Switch that off until I ask you to do so. Passed on to glory. And, um, you know, at the time I was told that he was stiff. So I just said to them that I'd be okay. But when I finished, I called to know what the picture of things. And they said to me that really he had passed on to glory. He is so much of concern to me. Because in Christ with Tamanaku 33 years of history, we have never seen a youth die. Of course, people who are, who are adults have died, you know, married and stuff like that. But the first time in the history of this church that a youth would die. And not just a youth. I mean, a committed, God-fearing, God-loving, God-serving youth. Now, during the last month, about um, this time last month we finished, our, we were still in the convention. He was one of the coordinators of the day. And they were supposed to hold a meeting yesterday with Pastor Elizabeth. Only for this to happen to him on the Friday. But... He's beyond that, he's one of my armor bearers. He's the youngest armor bearer. Okay, yeah, there's one new cross now that just joined, but he is the youngest here. He was 21. Now, was he sick? No. Was he ill? No. Even on Wednesday, he went to play football. He builds his body. Two Sundays ago, I was sharing with you in my message, I mentioned him. This is a young man who came to me some time ago, some years ago, and just said, Apostle, I want to be my father. I said, I'm your father. I named you. I prayed over your father and your mother before they got married. I approved that your mother should marry your father before the marriage went on. And prayed for you before you were born, and you were born. I named you, prayed with you, and stuff. And he was asking me in that meeting, he said, can I have a time with you, Apostle? That was the, the, during the week. So I said, why not? When we do the way day, we talk. So on the way day, he was the one who came to welcome me when I got to the fields, took my Bible as it does, and followed me everywhere, all the meetings I did, both with men and uh, boys and girls and stuff. And then we had our time. I said, now let's talk. What can I do for you, son? 
He said, Apostle, I want God to use me like you. I said, he will. I said, do you know something? I told all of you that the age I am now, what I've entered into is to see each one of you manifest in my lifetime. I said that you are one of those that all the labor I labor in the whole world is for your generation to inherit so that you continue from where I am. And you are exemplary. I said it's exemplary because he's, he was in, his, his school's in Birmingham, his university is in Birmingham. Now, where he lives in Birmingham is too far to our church in Birmingham. So I told him, look for a Bible-living church there. He went. And he tried some churches. He said, no, 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 these are not good. They are not sound. He said to me, the apostle, when I left to go to the university, and I had to meet with Christians from many churches, he said, then I appreciate what we have at home. He said, any youth in CFT that goes out, one thing is that they will recognize how much wealth we have in this house. He said, I met so many Christians, youths, they don't know they are left from their right. They behave anyhow, they dress anyhow, all was it done. The patent of the devil in the world is what they follow. They commit sin like, you know, there is no remorse. He said, and I began to say, oh my God. In CFT, we cannot do that because we know it. Even if you do it like that, we repel you because the Spirit of God is in us. And he said to me that they went out, they often go out for prayer work and evangelize people and told me some testimonies of what God did. But he said, now I want to go back with the gift of healing, with signs and wonders. So I said, is that all your desire? He said, yes, but another one. And he told me the second one, which is not for public discussion. And I said to him that you will get it. You know, when the conve- we are going to Holy Ghost Convention, and I lay hands on him and poured out into him. So, he's one of those among the youths that I set my eyes on for the future. Because he's on the path. You know? And so, after we had discussion, he said, okay... No problem, we go for the Holy Ghost coming. And he has been so fervent. He, he, I can beat my chest and say, the Lord that he loves walked to his bedroom and said, give me your hand. And off he left, dropping everything. His ambition, his university, his drive for God. Now he's reunited with his God. You know, his death is quite interesting. This is the death story that we hear from people who are old and who serve God very well. He, on, on Thursday evening, he was, after eating, he went to rest. And his mother called him and said, look, please come and eat. He said, no, I'm, I'm sleeping. Mom, mom said, come and do my clothes. Because the one who ironed the clothes for the mom, he said, mom, I'm tired. I, I just want to sleep. That you woke me up. And mom said, okay, okay, I don't want you to. Don't worry yourself because I know you're a good guy. You, you, you would have come down. So you can rest. And that was the last discussion with the mother. So he went up. He was upstairs rather from his room. And then he slept. In the morning, the sister said they didn't, they didn't hear of him. His dad told me that in the morning, it is his praise and worship that wakes us up in this house. Every day. He would just start singing 
Praise unto God. As he going to the bathroom, then they will know that he has woken up. Every day, that's his life pattern. Worship the Lord as he's going. And go to the, to the bathroom and worshiping God right through. And, but then, when the sister, the sister walked at home at the day, and the father, and when, they, when they didn't, the sister didn't see him by two, past two, so she texted him. He didn't reply. Then she phoned. His phone was ringing, no reply. So she now said, let me go. And that was about three or right about. So she went and they knocked the door, opened the door. You know, usually, stand up. <laughs> you have slept since everybody is woken up. Let me just wake him up. And when he touched him, he was stiff. Which means that he had been dead more than three hours. So most likely, it's in the midnight, coming to the early morning, he just went. But when they, when they met him, he was sleeping like this. His side ways. No struggle. There is no roughing in the bed. Just like somebody who slept and will wake up. And that makes it a lot more, much hard for the sister and the dad to, to, to sink in. He left peacefully. Now, when I got there and I was told, I finished my administration, got there. But I still have another church anniversary that I have to minister than before I came to your night vigil on Friday. I, in my heart of heart, I rejoice with him. Because I can testify to who he is and the fact that the Lord took him. But in my human mind, why should the Lord take him, why not me? Because I told him when I was discussing with him that you, you guys, you're set, you will bury me. And when I'm gone, my voice will be speaking through your lips. Because you are on the path now. Very happy with you. He's a man of 21. There's no girlfriend. He said, my life now, he said, I've missed my way before, but now my life is my education and God, just as he said, apostle. So he's one of those who stick to it completely. So my human mind is, but why, Lord? But who is man to question God? Has God not spoken again and again that we don't die by age? Has he not spoken again and again that we are coming back to him? Of course, we will expect to live long life, everybody. But the fact is that you must live your life one day at a time. For nobody knows when the Lord will call him. The Lord called him and he has to hands off from all his aspiration of life. He's now with the Lord enjoying the bliss of heaven. Of course, when he came out of his body... He will not recognize that he was, he was dead. He will see his physical body and he will be standing. And then he will see his dad and he will see his sister. But he will be wondering, why didn't they see me? And then the angels will tell him that your work is over. The master calls you and they will just go. And at that time, if anybody tells him, go back to your body, he will say no. He, will, he does not have pity. Pity does not happen when you exit your body. Because you just, you will now know God as you ought. And you trust God for the life of others. One of the things he said to me, 
in confidence is my, he said my my spiritual growth and my concern for my parents to serve God. He said you must come to our house. I said I'm coming to your house. We'll deal with that. So he had no problem. We discussed his life past and present and future. And this guy Little did I know that when I was talking with him, the Lord was looking at me and saying to me that he will champion you in the race of heaven. So, Brother Emmanuel, you can put him on the screen. He's gone to be with the Lord. And so, the leadership of this church, when we finish, you meet over there to discuss our visitation. And we'll let your church know when the funeral will take place. I know that um, you cannot in matters like this but cry. But the Bible says that we should not cry or weep like the hidden do. It didn't say we should not weep, but we should not behave like the hidden. Tears may come out of our eyes, but celebrate in your heart. This guy, this young man, I know I will see him. I know that he slept in the bosom of the Lord Jesus. And I know that. Look at him. You can't see rough hair, hair on him. He doesn't have funny hair style. He doesn't have funny look. There's no earring on this man. He's a man. He's not a woman. There's no nose ring. He's not of this world. He's of the kingdom of God. He's firebrand. Because this jagged, his, his, his uh, you know, you know, is uh, photograph a little bit. Very handsome looking guy. This is what I want to remember of him till I meet him in paradise. And so I console the church for this great loss. It is really a great loss. He's a, ch- he's a young man of 21. He was 21 last month, I think. Yeah, I think on his, on his door is still the uh, this, uh, celebration of his birthday. So those of you who are able, visit the family and extend your, your uh, condolence towards them. But I want to say, this is a warning note to every one of us. Because what Apostle tells you is real. I will wish, if the Lord appeared before he's going, and said, I'm about to take this one. I said, Lord, Lord, take me. Because as far as I'm concerned, there is, I think, there is um, nothing that I should do that I have not done. There will, of course, be work for me that the Lord still wants me to do. But that does not stop my going when Jesus says, come. We must be ready to go. And the Lord will continue to strengthen us. And use this occasion to challenge the faith of many of us. Who or not, maybe some of us I would say that may be correcting quantum. Who have not taken Jesus serious. That the day may come. Anytime. Any minute. If he did not know the Lord, I was not serving God well, I will cry for him. But why should I cry for a saint who slept in the Lord, by the Lord himself, I would rather celebrate his life. And so, the Lord strengthen and bless every one of you. Uh, in the youth group, I will say to you, youth group, that 
let this challenge you, let his life be a challenge to you. That what he has been called off now, what he cannot do, that we need to do, he will have done in the church. We will fill that gap. And that is what should resonate in everyone. Shall we rise up together, please? Our God and our King, we thank you. The Bible says, in all things we give thanks. So for the life of Brother Emmanuel, we give you thanks. For our life who remain, we give you thanks. For the appearance of Brother Emmanuel that you sent him to, we give you thanks. His father, his mother, his brothers, they never stop talk, talking about how he had challenged the faith of everyone in the house. By his practical Christian living since he came back to you. I will bless your name because we come from you. And when you love us so much, you take us. It is better for him to go than to remain and miss eternity with you. And we know that it's in his best interest that this has happened. Those of us remaining on earth, teach us, O oh God, to know your will. Help us to walk in your counsel every day of our life that we will fulfill the mandate of heaven. Help us to have this consciousness daily. We may amass wealth in this world and have the whole kingdoms of the earth. But on the day you called us, as we came, we go back. Naked we came and naked shall we go back. So that that will help us in wholesome reasoning. So that we can serve you with the whole of our breath. Lord, we commit the family to you that you will heal the wound. Every member, both the church family and the maternal family. You will heal the wound that this gap has created. And you will help us to run our race in line with your spec. That your name may be glorified. May the Lord bless the family. And may the Lord bless the church. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Shall we put our hands together and read the Lord's Prayer? No, not clapping, but read the Lord's Prayer. Shall we? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power, and thy glory, forever and ever. Amen. Shall we lift up our right hand together and share the grace in Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace have brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work, to do His will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Shall we say the grace to one another? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord, and ever. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. 
May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you and grant all your requests. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you, turning or changing your dream place into revelation. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. There shall be shouts of blessing. It will fall in your house.
given to us according to our confession. Please be seated. The ushers will lead you out row by row.